0: Proved that you fight well. Now you can join us. Alright,
1: so I do want to start the podcast with like first. I want to know like what what exactly is the name of your job? Like what kind of field are you in?
0: Well, I'm in the wildland firefighting. Uh, I guess uh, world. Uh, mm. The name of my job is a wildland. Well, let's see kind of touchy topic but uh i'm a forestry technician uh i don't have the the title as a firefighter Mm -hmm. Uh, i work for the federal government uh they kind of get away with not paying us certain things or kind of you know certain perks that other firefighters get like city people get because they're firefighters yeah um but we're technicians forestry aides uh people get them mixed up with like foresters but uh what we do is we Manage and suppress wildfires in a technical aspect, so we're not really uh, kind of hold being held down to just be, being called firefighters. Yeah. So, like, if I was a firefighter, all I do is fight fire. Um, since I'm a forestry technician, I manage other things as far as fuel operations, uh, fuel reductions, fuels meaning like uh, trees, grass, shrubs, just anything that a fire could be carried on is considered fuel. Yeah. So. Um, in uh, up north, the uh, fuel is big trees. Down here, it's shrubs, it's grass, it's mm. leaves, it's anything that's smaller and thinner. Uh, but fuel is really anything that could be burned. Anything, uh, these couches, the the carpet, pretty it, much
1: anything that can supply a fire, almost. Pretty much, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's fuel to the fire. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. We're forestry technicians, uh, you start off as a forestry aide, and then you go up to technician, and then you go up as senior firefighter. After that is uh, AFEO, so Assistant Fire Engine Operator, and then uh, FEO, Fire Engine Operator, then SFEO, Senior Fire Engine Operator. (laughs) So those positions go down from Captain, Engineer, uh, Lead Firefighter, and that's pretty much it as far as the rank structure, but they're not really firefighters, Yeah. Uh, but they do fight fire. And uh, with that being said, they're probably one of the only... um, one of the only positions that aren't called firefighters that fight the most fire, uh, fire, wildland firefighters fight more fire than any other firefighter, uh, more than city, more than municipal, uh, more than the people. Wildlands and stuff. Yeah, more than people with the red trucks. They fight fire maybe if they get a good week, maybe once or twice a week, depending on the location of where they're at.
1: So, are they doing more, like, local stuff? Like, like houses and shit like that? Or, like... Well,
0: no, no. Fighting fire is fighting fire. Like No that, matter what. No matter what. But mm. we'll, we'll fight fire. Sometimes we'll get... During the summer, you'll get two to three fires a week, uh, depending on your location. Mm. These guys might only get one actual house fire, a going house fire, in, like, a month. Once a month. Shit. Um, since, it's, since they're municipal, they're basically uh, termed as many uses. They could do... Uh, um, First aid, they could do uh, public assists. They just help, you know, get tree- cats out of trees type of things. They're more yeah. for many uses. They have a lot more uses. That's why you just- see them at like crash sites and shit exactly, like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they have the tools and equipment to you know help in those situations, mm. uh, like on the freeway, extrication. Uh, but if they could, they could go from a freeway accident to responding to a house fire, mm. um, while for us, some of us aren't equipped to get people out of cars, we could we could assist in. Uh, you know, the more of the aiding of the getting the person from that point, once they're out of the vehicle, we have EMTs. We could actually, you know, render aid and actually help them and then transfer them, transfer care to somebody else. But we're not over there telling them that, hey, we're paramedics and uh, we're here to assist in your, you know, injuries and start helping you. No, we're, we're, our focus is wildland firefighting. So, you know, brush fires. What
1: fucking made you get into this? Like, honestly, like, I just want to know, like, what made you, even interested in that field and like trying to do that?
0: Um, I mean, I've kind of, I'm not going to lie, uh, I've always wanted to be a firefighter. Oh, okay. Uh, never can't even imagine being anything else. Uh, I've pondered about like being a mechanical engineer. I kind of like that aspect of just multiple mechanisms, kind mm-hmm. of co working and just, just being able to, one relies on the other and we all rely on each other to, for the bigger grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that transfers into firefighting for me. Uh, I'm only one guy of, of a crew and a crew of ten, and all of us together are one crew to manage. we're one unit and we manage whatever whatever tasks need to come to us. Um, what really got me into it was just uh, I mean, I love the team aspects. I yeah. love I love uh, being part of a crew, being part of something greater than myself, uh, and just being able to be relied on and relying on people in the same at the same weight like you take you take mine, I take yours, you take less, I take more. Mm-hmm. Uh, i'm here for you you're here for me uh kind of just the dynamics of the crew yeah um but it all started and i believe it was 2015 for me uh i was in college and uh i was going to school for fire science for firefighting
1: oh because you you were thinking about going straight into being a firefighter oh yeah, yeah yeah this
0: was after i got out of the army when well, i was in the army yeah. from 2013 till about 2016 uh 2015 i was getting into some classes and all that but 2016 i was in college and, um, my fire, my fire teacher said, Hey, there's this week long class going on that they're doing some training. And if you pass the class and you make the crew, you, uh, they go out for two weeks at a time and, you know, they do training and they do fire stuff. I didn't know what it was at the time, but he was like, Yeah, hey, and they're also paying 700 bucks for the week. Yeah, and yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was like, Oh, 700 bucks. I'll do it. I'm, I'm down. Uh, little did I know I wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, I got there, got my ass handed to me, sweating every day, 14 mile hikes, uh, sick PTs in the morning and then training all day, and then surprise PTs at the end of the day. I was fat. I was out of shape. I was always the last guy in the back. I was tired every day. Felt like quitting. Uh, but when that check hit, I was like, oh, yes. I was like, pushing. oh, yeah. I was like, this is nice. I could do it again. Uh, that season, that following season of that year, uh didn't get any calls back. Didn't get like, hey, you made the crew, blah, blah, blah. It was much more like, here's the check. Uh, don't call us. We'll call you if we really need you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I was bummed out. I was just seeing fires. We would see fires. And uh, uh, I'd be like, I want to be there. This is where I need to be there. Like, yeah. like, this sucks seeing fires go on.
1: So you almost felt like the, the need to be at that spot to try to help and stuff? Like, you felt like wanted, that well, at least the desire to help?
0: Well, I felt like like kind of, not so much like individually, directly. Like, I need to be there. I need to start helping people. I was yeah. just like, I see the fire I know that there's people going out there about to kick ass, like about, to fuck it, about to engage and whatnot. Yeah. I just felt like 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 I need to jump on that. I need to because yeah. I knew what it was about. So I was like, I'm missing out on this sick shit. Like it's gonna be sick. Like yeah. foods out there are badass foods. Yeah. I just saw everybody that I was up against, and I was just like, yeah, like this is it. This That's is sad. this is where it's at. Like yeah. it, it gives me the goosebumps. Just like damn, these are some badass foods around here. Yeah. But yeah, that year I didn't get it, and the next season uh, I got into it. I actually, got called back and made the crew. So sick. So, yeah.
1: so you have to do like a whole trial kind of thing.
0: Pretty much. Uh Can You give me the Gatorade from the fridge. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, bro, I forgot about. I was like,
1: I'm at a drink for you, so I was like, let me get the Gatorade and shit. you pass Ooh, it in. Ooh, an yeah. orange one. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's I, honestly. That's the one I go to. It's either that or the blue. And like, Ooh, you know what I mean? Yup, yup. I'm gonna go with the orange blue. one nine yes times sir. out of ten. No, sir, Melon
0: guy. Or melon guy? That one's trying. What's It looks
1: the same as orange but it says melon. The, um, really? The orange one, the orange lighter, the lighter one. No, maybe, but it's it's almost the same as the orange one. But it's melon flavor. That one's fire. Oh wow. So yeah, so you have to like try out and then once you try out, they'll be like, all right, we picked a certain amount of group from the guys that tried out to actually be a part of the team.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, for example, when I was going through that, um, it started in, it started in, uh, they had uh, applications in December. So you went to the orientation date. There was about 200 people that came in orientation, uh, ties, suits, and resumes, clean cut, shaved, you know, ready. You go through the whole orientation, and at the end they start accepting everybody's resumes. Uh, you do like a quick five-minute interview. Hey, why should we hire you? What do you bring to the table, and what what, what other certs do you have that you know pertain to the job? Mm. Um, after that, they said, "All right, well, stay stand by. We're gonna you guys just stay posted and uh, look at the website every now and then. If you see your name, report on a certain date. Uh, I want to say like two or three weeks went by. Every day you're checking. Every day you're checking. Um, the next phase is from those 200 people. Only about a hundred get called or get on the website or get on the list to take the pack test. And the pack test consists of a three-mile, 45-minute with a 45-pound, 45 45-pound 45 vest. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Three minutes. Awesome. We gotta start over. So yeah. You know, I screwed uh, that up. Um, you know, it's three miles. Okay. With a 45-pound vest. And you got to do it in 45 minutes or less. Oh, shit. It sounds, it's honestly pretty easy if you work up to it. But it's yeah. just like, hey, like, we're going to do this tomorrow. And you're, if you're not physically fit or if your body's not ready for it, it's going to hurt. Cause but it's
1: not a three-mile straight walk on the street, is oh, it? Or yeah. is it like on a hill or like?
0: No, it's just flat ground.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah.
0: It's, it's easy, but, like, if you don't build up to it, uh, I remember when I was working for it, like, it, your hips would hurt if you're not used to the weight. Dude, that's a lot of weight stuff. It's, it's a decent amount of weight.
1: Carrying constantly for that, that amount of time, like, that's tough.
0: Right? If uh, you're not ready for that
1: shit, like, your body's not ready or, like, you don't exercise at all, like, that's going to be rough on your body and, like, it'll wreck you by the end of the day, I'm sure.
0: Oh, agreed. You'll start feeling it in your back from being yeah. hunched over just a little bit. Your ankles, maybe. Your your calves, barrier, your, hips, Everything will start. Everything will start kind of seizing on itself. Yeah. Um, You got to do it in forty-five minutes or less. uh, It's pass or fail, but you obviously want to do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, From there, uh, I think I think only like sixty people get called back from there because they've taken your time down. It's pass or fail, but they want the sixty best times. Mm-hmm. After that, you go to a uh, the week-long training, and it was in the San Bernardino. Uh, and then from there, they break you up into four uh, crews: Crew One, Crew Two, Crew Three, Crew Four. I think about fifteen guys each. And uh, from there, uh, uh, you do the week-long training. The first day, it's all kind of like death by PowerPoint, admin stuff, uh, learning about the agency. The next uh, three days is all field stuff, all field hiking, job-related stuff, uh, something called IWIs, so like the incident within an incident. So let's say we're on a fire and we're doing normal operational stuff, and if I go down because I broke my leg or something, they kind of like, all right, what are you gonna do? What do you what do you know? How are you gonna improvise on the spot? Uh, who do you call and who do they call? What do you need? Where are you at? What do you got? So kind of like kind of put pressure on you when you're not expecting it. Yeah. Uh, they do that. Then we also do night operations to kind of get everybody familiar with working at night. Uh, and then the last, very very last day is um, uh, all just a review test. Uh, they do a, a PT test, so a physical training test. Uh, I believe it was a mile and a half uh, in 10 minutes and 30 seconds or less. Uh, As many push-ups you could do in a minute, as many push-ups you could do in a minute, and as many sit-ups you could do. Push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups, yeah. Uh, After all that, I think it's like a 100 question test and everything that's related to the job, that's about it.
1: What was one of the tougher parts of that training?
0: there was I mean that whole week is hard, which I, for me physically at the time was all the physical stuff.
1: Were you still kind of slacking in that area? Oh, like yeah. the physical aspect? Oh yeah. I yeah. was
0: new to all of it. Uh yeah.
1: I was you just dove into the fire since yeah, I was
0: eighteen. I like I was just in it for the money at first. Uh and just like this is cool, we're out here, we're doing it, yada yeah. yada yada. Guys, guys were serious. There was a guy who's like, I've been doing this for four or five years, I'm trying to get on a certain crew. And they were oh. just like, I'm just over there like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. This is so cool. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, wow. And then uh, it just it, it kind of eventually woke up to it and just like, wow, like foods are in it. Like foods love this shit. Yeah. Um, but after all that, after the 200 people brought it down to 60 people to get trained up on, after all those 60 people go through that week training, uh, only 20 of you are called back. So it goes all the way down from 200 to about 80 to 60 to... Only twenty people actually getting called for the fire, shit. so it, it dwindles down, dwindles, dwindles. Oh yeah. yeah, so you feel really good once you get that call. Yeah, I can imagine, uh, dude, because it's like
1: you—it's almost like going to like some crazy seal training or something where I mean, it's like those a select co- few make it in. Oh, you know? it's, like, select, it's like
0: getting drafted almost. I mean that. Yeah, it's pretty NBA much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you throw your name in there, but you gotta, you gotta be ready to be selected. Huh. Uh, like like I said, the first time I didn't get selected. I'm not surprised. I probably wouldn't have picked me either. But now more like I'd be hurt if I didn't get selected. Like, yeah. I, what did I do wrong? I was not good enough. I got. To, I'm afraid of. Was I too lazy? Was I was I not loud enough? Did I not speak up enough? So uh, do you have
1: to do this every year, no matter what? Every year. No, luckily
0: uh, that's only for the Type Two crew, meaning uh, on call AD crew, meaning ad, uh, administratively determined. Uh, okay. So uh, basically at that time it was like, hey, are you available for the next two weeks for a fire assignment? It's like yes, okay. No, okay probably never hear back from them again Mm. uh yeah so we say yes okay we like you we write his name down so if it happens again call him again happens again call him again if you say no they'll put you in the no pile they'll just be like, oh, we're not going to waste our time with that guy. Yeah. If you don't pick up, oh, we're not going to waste your time with that guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. So
1: you need to be on it and ready. Pretty so much. at one point, were you on on call like that? Like, where you had to... Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. was there any times, too, that you got called and you're like, oh, shit, I need to drop what I have to do and just...
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, it was my girl and I were walking into uh Nocturnal. We're walking into Nocturnal, the rave, and I think it was day three. It was that Sunday. Oh, shit. Was Sunday or Saturday, and and uh at the amphitheater and hmm. i got a call and the guy was like hey this is so-and-so i was like yep this is so-and-so and he goes hey you're gonna be ready for a, are you available for an assignment the next two weeks and i was like yes sir i was like what time do i got a report and what do i got to report he goes here and here and just be ready and bring you know the usual stuff i was like okay yes sir you got it i'll be there and i told my girl right away i was like i can't come tomorrow i was like yeah. i was like i got i got work now and uh, I don't even know I don't even know if I sold my ticket. I just was so focused on being there and being ready That's we left dope. the event early and whatnot, not was just ready uh, And then ever since then I think it kind of just took off from there. They called me again They wanted me again. They called me again. They wanted me again So it was the end of that season and then the next season went by I was ready to start again uh, And then that week of training that they do uh, I got a call to actually get picked up up north on a engine on a... Do I remember you going up there for a while? Yeah, you that's you when it, about it Yeah, yeah, that's when it, that actually started taking off.
1: So how, how was your first experience though? Like when you did get that first on call and they're like, hey, you yeah. need to show up. Like how was the whole environment? Cause like to me, like I, it's very hard for me to like really get a true understanding of like what it takes to be out there, you know? And like what you actually experience. Cause mm-hmm. like I see these wildfires and they're fucking gnarly, dude. And like the weather already is heavy. And so like you're carrying equipment on you too and like I'm sure the training is what builds you up to that and stuff but like training and then being out on the field I'm sure are like two completely different feelings you know what I mean like you're actually getting real life experience so like how was that for you like was it nerve-wracking or oh like, it was you know?
0: completely nerve-wracking uh just think of it at, like kind of like high school like everybody you're a freshman yeah. and you're trying out for the varsity team yeah. but really I mean in your mind it's the varsity team mm-hmm. uh and everybody's already been on the team for a few seasons. And you're just like, damn, like, man, these guys know what they're about. They already have their clicks. Everybody works well with each other. And you're that one new guy. Or there's two or three of you. And you guys are like, uh, come in. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh, here we go. And everybody's just like, what do you got? Like, yeah. what's up? What are you bringing to the table? <laughs> yeah, and it's, the funny thing is I look back at it and like, I mean, we were just type two guys. We were all like the freshman team. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I know, like there's hot shots, dude. And those guys are the varsity, varsity. Those are the solid, solid guys. Everybody works up to be those guys to be a hot shot to be a hot shot pretty much to be honest there's guys that are above that That are well pretty much above that and they're uh smoke jumpers uh and those guys are they fly into fires they're small mods they're i don't know the number of them but basically the work impacts of like three or four or maybe even more but but small numbers compared to the 20 crew guys and uh those guys get flown in jump out of the airplanes uh land on the fire and start working the fire like
1: pretty close to it like
0: start working the exact oh you're on the fire you're like literally
1: right in front of you type shit
0: oh yeah direct yeah direct like direct attack you're just right there on the fire doing hotline just this is the fire and i'm right there cutting (laughs) (laughs) so you don't want the fire to progress any further so you're stopping it right trying to get it as soon as you can but those guys those guys are super fit they diet for their whole life they live for that shit they're they're guys that are just those are the those are the ripped guys those those are the guys you're like or that are doing marathons, triathlons that are just like, like studs. Uh, Did you
1: hear some crazy, I've heard, didn't like a crew of hotshot people actually pass away too, fighting a fire earlier, like up north or something, or was it close But I remember hearing something about it, like a small crew of hotshots or something like, like there was like a couple that passed away or something.
0: I mean, sadly, there's, there's, there's more and not more and more that happen every year, but it kind of happens every year. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy this past season, maybe I think this, this month, uh, that I believe he got hit by a tree, just unforeseeable things that happened. Falling yeah. on they, him. They were doing falling operations and, um, it just things didn't go as planned and it fell on him. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. You could do everything right. That's what they tell me. You can still do everything right. And something bad can still happen.
1: Uh, it's like you're fighting against nature in a
0: way. It's too, exactly right? what it is. Yeah. yeah. You're fighting against nature, time, and those things are never on man's side. Yeah. Um, uh, but as far as that, there's uh, there was a crew that was uh, out of Arizona and that whole crew, except for I think one gentleman, they all got burned over and passed away. Uh, yeah. And basically, yeah. basically 20 guys. That's probably fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe it was called the Yarnell fire.
1: Do you ever get scared of shit like that? Like, like, cause, times, cause yeah. like, say for the first time you went, right? Like, how exactly how close were you to the fire? And like, like, oh. what was like your big jobs that you needed to do?
0: Uh, i mean being on an engine up north um we actually had a lot more fires than we did down here uh, mm. we were sponsored to fires down here but up north since there wasn't as many resources they're calling everybody to those fires i had mm. maybe I had about like 26 ia's they're called initial attacks uh my first season and i look mm. back at it now i was like damn that's a lot um compared to here um but we were doing the same thing i was doing here you're you pull up to the fire and you're like, hey, this is your lookout. Your communications are this. Your escape routes are this. Back to the truck and back onto the road and we're getting out of here. Your safety zone is this area of unburned or of just unburnable fuel. Uh, open fields that are clean, low-cut grass. Very, very minimal uh, fire activity if fire were to get in there. Mm-hmm. Or a clean black area. So where fire were to buffer up to it. Or, well, if fire were to bump into it, it would have a better buffer so it wouldn't reburn and there was no potential for you to mm. to get impacted by the heat dramatically. Um so that's the safety zone area. But what we were doing up there was pretty crazy too. It's just like my first season, I didn't know a whole lot. My captain said, Hey, do this, I'm start doing it. But uh fire was right in front of me. We didn't have we don't have anything like these guys, the SCBA stuff. Uh no, So you're just, not
1: wearing no mask type shit or anything oh, like that? No, not really. No. All really, right, bro. So how, like... You
0: have your <laughs> helmet, you have your long sleeves, you have your gloves, you have your iPhone.
1: How is, like, the... Cli- like, how's the climate and, like, how's the feel of it? Like, were you nervous that first day, like, doing this and, like, being extremely hot, sweating like a motherfucker? Or, like, what kind of... Kind it, of vibe is in there?
0: It's... It's... Well, yeah, it was hot. We were near Redding. So it's really... It's dummy hot up there. Uh, The climate... Humid some days. But during the summer... When things were going, it was always dry and hot. Always dry and hot. Uh then obviously when you are sweating, it feels a little cooler. Yeah. But once you're fighting the fire, that flame kind of kinda jumps at you and you just you feel the fry. Like everything yeah. just whips in front of you and the heat just dries the heat just dries all your sweat and you're just you're just shocked. Well, you just get right back to it, you put your collar back up and you continue digging line. Um you don't think much about it. It's just yeah. like, whoo, you're just going, dude. Uh, it's is it cause head. like one of those things
1: where like the adrenaline is pumping so much too where you're like I have to focus on this one pretty goal. Much, yeah? Pretty much, pretty
0: much, yeah, yeah. You're just so focused on doing what you need to do and the guy next to you is doing what he needs to do. Uh, you have your captain or whoever looking out for you because you're just so focused. But at the same time, that's you can you get tunnel vision and you're just like, oh, we're so focused, we're so focused. And all this stuff's happening to your left and your right beyond you or behind you that you need to focus on too. But it's just it's just attack, 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 attack. Uh, it's it's pretty it's there's, there's some gnarly days you have any close of-
1: calls or anything or like any crazy events that have happened to you while wow. being out there
0: uh not that season i mean i've got stuck in a, in a hell storm that was pretty bad in a lightning storm that one season while it was
1: right like while yeah, i was on fire there was
0: a, we had a small fire behind our station way out in the distance like in the hilly hilly mountain area and it took us about two hours to hike into it uh and it was a small fire. We don't even know how exactly how it started. I believe it was a lightning fire, and we were hiking out to it, and it turned into a medical. Some guys went down, and they were flying the helicopter in, and then they just told us to bail out because there was a, a, a storm cell starting to come in. And as the storm st- storm cell started to come in, uh, it basically put the small creeping fire out, but it started hailing on us and lightning on us. That wasn't the close call, though. The closest call I would say I had was my second season. Um... I was on another engine and uh uh this was during the car fire this was 2018 and i think that was like the one of the top five biggest fires in the nation for that year up north up north yeah the car fire it was burning uh in the whiskey town uh redding area it was it was bad it was i think really i know what you're talking
1: i feel like that's the one that Sehudo was in like i don't know if you know there's a fighter Sehudo. he was up north or whatever at had a cabin once and like i guess like He's like the fire literally went from like, like being kind of far out to being right at my doorstep, and I needed to jump out the window. And I guess like his feet got burned and shit like that too, and it's like he minutes, had to find man. a way to get out. Oh, okay. But didn't you post a video of yourself on a truck too, and like it's like fire all around you type thing? That's
0: that was I think that's one of the two seasons. Uh, the first season there was the Helena fire that was the seventh biggest fire of the nation that year. And when things get going, it's just it's unstoppable when the fire's coming it'll burn everything in its path and we're either running away from it or we're trying to trying to get ahead of it and trying to do something else. But when things are going, there's so much fire around you sparks, just everything's on fire and it's crazy. So I probably did post a video about it. Mm. but I don't really remember. Do
1: you like, like, have you ever seen, cause like I, to me, like fire can progress so fucking quickly. You know what I mean? And like, it can go from zero to like a hundred feet in a matter of seconds. Right. Uh-huh. Like, so like, is there any time where your bosses have to be like, "Hey, like we need to get the fuck out of here really quickly" because this thing's starting to close in on us or anything?
0: Right, right. That happened my second season as well. Uh, during right. the same fire, during the close call fire, uh, but back to the close call was a uh, long story short, the car fire. Um, things weren't going good. The fire was blowing by. There was we were, we were going point protection, uh, protecting houses. The fire was moving. We would go to the backyards, protect that house, go to the next backyard, protect another house. What exactly do you do to protect the house? Uh, if the fire is literally coming, we have our hoses and we're just kind of like... Oh, just corral, try to corral it. Corral it away, corral oh, it away. Shit. Yeah, and we got to a point to where it just wasn't working and they just told everybody to boogie out, go back to the safe uh, safety zones. So as everybody's leaving, there's a lot of trucks trying to leave. There's dozers getting back on the transporters and those guys move really slow. Um, there was this one engine... Um, forget where where they were from but long story short is um, when things get really crazy all the comms everybody's talking everybody's talking so you don't hear messages clearly Mm. but um, luckily my captain was from that area and we were going down these roads going back to the safety zone and and she was saying hey we got to go this way hey we got to go this way and there was another truck in front of us that made a left turn and she said stop we made the right turn and we kept trying to call him hey hey you guys are going the wrong way hey hey you guys are going the wrong way uh, my captain said, hey, well, they're not calling us. They're not getting back to us. Let's get out of here. We don't have time. We got back. Uh, we got back to our safety zone, and it's really, it's, it's, there's a lot of resources kind of huddled up in this one little area, hot shot crews, dozers, and so much smoke everywhere. Everybody's windows are up, and you still smell all the smoke in your truck. It's bad. Um, we didn't hear back from those guys. Uh, the next morning, we heard that those guys actually had gotten burned over. Uh, there was only three of them in that engine, but it was just like, yo, we were following those guys. We were we were under the impression that they knew where they were going, but little did we know that they had no idea where they were going. Uh, we didn't know what they planned to do. Uh, maybe they were trying to get ahead of the fire still, but they didn't get the message to go back to the safety zone. We did, and we made it. We were safe, and they ended up getting burned over. Yeah, so that could have been us. We talked about it. Uh, the other guys were pretty shocked, too, and pretty stunned. I think one of them didn't actually come back to fire. Uh, smart guy, but he was more like, yeah, I'm not doing this. That was too big of a risk, if you think about it. That could have been us. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, I think about. It, I still have that image in my head, and when they when they drove into the smoke and disappeared. Dude, that's so. pretty
1: gnarly, cause like you. It's like you want you want to go help them too, but at the same time, like you said, like you don't know if they have like some other kind of plan of what they're gonna do and shit, or like if they're gonna go back. Man, I'd be fucking. That'd be pretty heavy to think about. Do you guys do anything to, like, commemorate people that have passed and stuff, you know? Because, like... Oh, yeah. Because I've seen stuff before, too, on, like, the freeways and stuff like that. Where they'll commemorate, the like, firefighters. Memorial stuff.
0: Uh-huh. They yeah. have... Uh, there's a number of things. Every day, we have lessons learned. So, every day, our crew gets together. We do weather. We do six minutes for safety. And they'll have, like, this day in history. Uh, certain fires where there was uh, fatalities we will go over the fire. If there's videos about it, we'll watch the videos. Now, they're doing a lot of more... Uh, 3d videos to where like that you get real in-depth of what did they do? What did this person do? How could have how could have been changed or just how were the The, the, the factors that went into play that you know caused this outcome um, Let's just say you and I were on a fire and something bad happened They do a whole 3d model of what happened building up this time one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock they gave a little picture of the fire creeping up on the on the mountain it, get, it gets real in depth so it gets just it, the point being is just try to learn from their mistakes yeah. people it's hard to be like oh I would have done this I would have done that but you never really know what's going on in those guys' head when all this is going down it's it's extremely chaotic
1: dude I can't imagine because like at one point too like you you're almost like tasked with seeing what's in front of you you know but like how fire spreads so quickly that like there can be so much more on the outside going on around you you know that you have to be very vigilant like is there, like, any other crews or anyone that's kind of giving you a lot of information on, like, how the fire is moving and, like, how things are going with that?
0: Yeah, there's everybody's usually in contact with each other. You kind of listen on the other divisions, uh, people that are next to you, what are they seeing? People before you, what are they seeing? Uh, and everybody relays it, but you always got to have an ear open So what's going on around you and an ear open to what's going on in front of you. Um, but there's also other people that as far as they, they kind of pre-plan a lot of stuff, too. The people that do the weather, people that do planning hey the fire is going to be doing this we're expecting it to do this uh a lot of scientists or i forget they're they're not meteorologists but people that are just expecting the fire to do certain things uh and there's guys at the way higher higher level that take flights they take airplanes they fly the fire they go all right this is what it's doing all right it looks like it's going to go into this canyon or it's going to go into this area and it might get more active because it's tighter or it's wider or there's a lot more trees there so we're expecting it to for the activity to blow up a lot more so they're they're thinking when you're doing your little thing they're thinking three or four days already ahead mm. so but things don't ever go as planned yeah yeah there's times where uh on my second uh year we were uh structure wrapping this building so there was this cabin uh it was it's a historic cabin it was really nice but you, when you would see it if you just walked up on it you're like oh this place is abandoned it's trashed but they like the historic stuff so they wrap them in structure in structure wrap and uh, it's like a material. It's a. It has you wrap the whole kind of, building. The whole building kind of looks like um, kind of looks like wrapping paper, but it's yeah. a lot thicker. And it's the same material that our fire shelters are made out of. Have you seen those yet? Uh, like they're just. Mm, it comes funny. in a little package like this. Uh, you rip it open, and it comes with two little handles, and you flap it open. It Looks like a sleeping bag, and you jump inside of it, and that protects you from the oncoming fire and the oncoming heat. It only has this. It only has a a rating for so hot and so long. Uh, it only it's only for when the fire comes and just blows right over you. You're oh, so that's
1: that, when you use it. Like that's if, when you
0: use it. Yeah, it's a last resort type of deal.
1: Oh shit! So you only use it if like you're in a really tough situation. Like say what those guys were in. Like that all kind those of situation. guys
0: deployed theirs, I believe. Uh, shit. And yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It always depends how rough the fire is and how long the duration of the heat is. Because the fire could be gone, but there's still a lot more super heated gases around you. Yeah. A lot more chaotic rolling debris. It's just crazy. So it's just not safe to come out right away. You have to you have to hang out for a while. And just when you're under there, it's just it's scary. It's fucking gnarly.
1: Um, Do yeah. you practice at all with that or we anything? We practice like-
0: them all the time. We practice them every season. Um, uh, we use the practice shelters, though. They're not the legit ones. Huh. designed just for practicing. But it's all about you getting into it, learning, getting familiar with opening it up and being inside of it. Getting comfortable inside there. Um, but yeah, they we don't do it enough because they don't have enough fire shelter practice ones. But I mean, you get the gist of get it out quick, get inside of it quick, and just hunker down.
1: When it goes to wrapping the building, like how necessarily do you wrap it like do you fucking like
0: like, almost like a fucking pallet? How you're trying to like plastic Uh, wrap it, you know what I mean? That's all I can think of. Uh, Kind of (laughs) it's uh just think of a basic house, so a high pitched house with just four walls you wrap the top down then you tuck everything and then you wrap you just cut strips it's it's a big roll it's about four to five feet wide maybe uh and it's heavy uh so it's hard to manage because it's heavy there's only two or three of you per roll but you're kind of working quick and you just kind of you're wrapping it it's like like a christmas gift so you're just making it look nice and pretty so when the fire comes there's no loose ends that's going to get caught up by the wind it's gonna get any embers inside of it it's gotta be nice and tight package nice and tight kind of like you're wrapping a pallet yeah keep it all secured so nothing gets in nothing gets ripped off uh the rating of it i'm not sure but it could take some heat um that that time we were wrapping that structure and we had a division calling my captain hey how long hey how long 30 more minutes Thirty more minutes 30 minutes like well you guys gotta hurry because the fire is getting there hurry up. You and need to get out. By the time we were almost we started early. We started maybe like around 10. And there was only us five that were on the engine. And it took us it took us like four hours to wrap this structure because it was a big structure. We didn't have much rolls. Uh, we needed, it was all all crappy situations. We just didn't have a good ladder. Uh, we didn't have running out of staples. Just a number of things that just slowed us down and slowed us down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were finally by the time we were getting out there and we got to where we needed to get in the safer area. Uh, we just watched the fire kind of go over where we were at, and just you could see it from a distance we were a good ways away, but we were watching from the from the opposite side of the canyon, and um, you could just see the fire just come and take over that whole hillside, and eventually go into the flats that we were at, and it's just I have that in my head too. Still, so it's just like wow, we were just there.
1: Did it take over the house at all? Like did? Was- Luckily,
0: it actually uh, supposedly from what we were told that it never got there. Uh, but it's just like, yo, like we saw that happening. We were just there. Yeah. and uh, we were pretty sure that the fire was gonna come in there and hit it pretty hard. We weren't sure how hard, uh, but the division told us, oh, no, you got nothing to worry about. It didn't even go that way. We were like, uh, I don't know, because yeah. everything <laughs> that we saw it was coming this way. But yeah, I remember that fire too. Everything was moving so quickly. We ended up coming across the campgrounds area, and there's just camp, not the ca- physical people, not the campers, but all their uh, supplies. Their picnic stuff, their, their beach oh, so like chairs. Also, like if they just got up and left. Pretty much, yeah. It looks scary. It's it just like, yo, like this is a little campground ghost town. Like, yeah, like there's you still see food, you still see all this stuff out, yeah. And it's just like, yo, like these guys were told to get up and leave.
1: When when is your season mostly like? Do you guys have a certain time window that you guys work the most at?
0: Um, well. Given that we're in SoCal, they, they call it the never-ending season because it's just hot fire, all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We had a fire this past week. Yeah. Um. And where was uh, that fire at? Hanson Dam. is uh, that it uh, in L.A. basically? Oh, like this? Uh, I think I know the, the dam
1: that's right there on the by the freeway, or like am I tripping? Uh,
0: there's a few of them, but this one is right by the freeway. It's closer to the 210. Yeah, it's near. Uh, it's it's north, west of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just call it LA because that whole area is LA yeah. pretty much. hard <laughs> to be specific. On yeah, is um, so big. But things start picking up as early as, or in May, as early as May, uh, used, it used to be like July when things started getting really hot to like October, November. Mm. Um, but now it's just hot all the time. You know how it is. You yeah. know how it is. It's, it's hot right now. Hot as <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's only going to get hotter, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I looked at my car and I was like, 95. I mean, yeah, it's been sitting a little while, but I was just like, yo, yeah, what the fuck? Like, come yeah. on, oh, dog. Like, it wasn't like.
1: I didn't I expect this. Shit. I walked outside or no And I was like, goddamn, I started sweating immediately. That's yeah. why I, I, I can't imagine the kind of temperatures that you're dealing with because, like, you're face to face with the fire. So I'm assuming. It gets upwards of 120, 130 kind of thing, right?
0: There's days where it's dummy hot, yeah. Uh, last season we were up north again, and it was just like one fifteen every single day, consistently every day, and it was just like in the shade, one o one o five, and it's just like it doesn't make that big of a difference. But mm-hmm. you're just you're cooking, you're in the truck, you're just. Like, are those uh, suits meant to keep you cool too, or are those no, just kind of? There's not much. They they they're thin, and you could breathe through them, but they're more for to to. Protect you. Protect us, but they're just mainly to, to, to bear the heat coming onto them. uh mm. They're not just you. They could catch on fire, but it's just like they'll take the heat. The material that they're made out of, it, they'll take the heat, and I won't say they won't transfer it through, but the heat doesn't stay on the material that long. uh Like let's say like if you're warming up your shirt, your shirt will stay hot for a while. These these they'll take the heat, and the heat kind of just dissipates pretty quick. uh But they're still they can still burn. Uh, our Nomex pants. The materials that they're made out of as well um, if you get certain certain amount of heat on them or certain embers let's say I have one lands on my knee instead of it burning directly through my pants it will start creating like this orangish whitish spot to where the heat will start to create the heat on there was starting to create this little bubble that you would notice that that's where you took some heat uh kind of like a mood ring yeah how you or like how you would press it and then like the colors change a little bit Uh this is kind of like how that was the heat lands on you they'll start opening up opening up and you'll see that oh crap like i was taking a lot of heat there usually people have them around their ankles because that's where they're walking in stuff and the heat was just there for too long yeah and you would see that there's like little spots here little spots there yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. So
1: what kind of, like, gear are you wearing, too? Like, so, because, like, you said at one point, too, you didn't have, like, any mask or anything like that. You but are there, like, bigger fires, for example, where, like, there's a lot of smoke that you have to wear a mask? Or, like, even oh, in those situations, no.
0: Not really, because it's more, there's a stigma behind it, like, oh, what it was. He's got to wear this. Oh, what it was. He's got to wear that. that. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I've gotten have talked to me. Like, I remember having a mask, like a, a smoky bandana. Yeah, and We were in some super smoky situations and I was just, like, <coughs> just putting, like, I remember some older cats were like, hey man, you don't need that. Hey man. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, like, they really were. They really were. And it was just like, man, like you say that now, but 15 years from now when you over there coughing up cancer and shit, bro, I was like, I'll be over there cracking up with my grandkids because I'm cool. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, like the stigma is like, oh, you don't need it. Oh, weakness. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But some but, some agencies are like, yeah, use everything you need. But yeah. us... It, there's just a the stigma behind it that like if you don't need it i'm not using it you shouldn't need it and but yeah that's the sad part about it but uh, smoke is smoke and they said it's always going to be there so why fight it type of deal just
1: yeah because that's my like big question too is like so like if you're not supposed to wear this then like what are the effects of it afterwards you know like i don't know if they have any information that they gave you guys about that but like
0: they don't tell us those numbers right away but if huh. you go and do your own research it's like 20 percent likely of getting you know cancer right away uh your lifespan's already taken down by 10 years if you're so-and-so it's a trip yeah yeah yeah. they say if you drink a cup of coffee every day that's supposedly one day from your life because it's the effects on your heart there's a number of things that they teach us or that they like hey learn about this they don't really tell us but they go hey go learn about this so you know to stop drinking coffee every day yeah uh but it's just like like it's just like oh you learn it then you forget about it because it's just like "Eh, whatever it is what it is uh i guess the the. The long-term effects aren't, you know, on the front of your mind because you're too busy having fun, too busy, yeah. you know, enjoying life, doing all this crazy stuff. But, yeah, um, no, there's not many guys running around with, you know, gas masks on and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, respirators. No. So yeah, more what weight. else do
1: you have on you? Like, like, what kind of stuff are you carrying with you and, like, like what kind of materials do you need to have sure that, like, you yourself are equipped with?
0: Uh, every single person on the line starts with at least a fire shelter uh i mean that's the that's one mandatory requirement is your fire shelter um i wouldn't allow anybody on the line if they didn't have a fire shelter at least one that's up to par if you have one that's your favorite one and you've had it for a long time yeah but if it has holes in it and it's not going to meet the standard yeah, you need your that. fire shelter uh because everything could go right then still go wrong mm-hmm. um but it comes down to what crew you're on where you're responding and you know where do you work but usually you have your gallon of water uh then there's something called SIGS, so they're Little, they kind of look like, um, uh, what's that brand? Uh, the, what's it called? The drinks, the cups, the oh, the, the hydro flasks. Yeah, I don't have one of those, but those ones. They look like hydro flasks. Uh-huh. They're uh tin, basically, and they're filled up with either uh, gasoline or uh oil, and those are for the chainsaws. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, there's people that have those, and there's people that have uh fusees. They're kind of like road flares. Uh, People are more familiar with road flares that you just Mm. pop them off and they have that fire at the end. Uh, What is that used for? These are since these are fusees, they're kind of this, it's kind of the same makeup, but uh, the use is different. These are to set fires and to what burns through them. I don't, I forget what it is exactly. I didn't want to say it, but um, it's uh, basically a long candle that burns for about five minutes if you're using it directly. It'll burn longer if you just let it burn, but uh, it starts fires pretty much. And it's a very, very high. uh, uh, temperature to where it could catch anything um we were training on them a couple weeks ago and all you need to do is pop the cap off flip the cap over and just kind of nick it right and it'll, it'll it'll ignite it spark off yeah and it starts burning it starts burning like uh like a torch like a small torch so yeah. it's burning really hot and you just point it down at certain things and it'll catch
1: so what, what are you using it for exactly like do you ever like because i've heard like people will start a smaller fire so that it burns out and then when the fire comes to it it kind of chills out right there, right?
0: Pretty much. Uh I've used those to do that exact thing. There's some there's something called like backfiring or burning out, but both of those are most likely planned or uh are necessary in that time that you're using them. Uh basically to fight the fire or to give yourself a bigger buffer so when the fire does come, it doesn't hit as hard in that area. Mm-hmm. Um you'll light you'll light one along the rim of the let's say a road, you're right off the road, and you'll light it. And the fire's over here, and it'll start burning into the fire. So when it meets the fire and comes back this way, it won't. It's already kind of burned off. It's kind of burned out. It kind of burned itself out a little bit. You know, fighting fire with fire.
1: So it's like the fuel kind of thing. You're kind of getting rid of it, some of its fuel, so that when it comes back, the fuel is, like, much less.
0: Yeah, exactly. The potential for the fire to be more active in that area is more minimal. Why? Because you burned it out already. You kind of cleaned it up. You kind of cleaned the hair off. So when it comes over, it's not chopping a lot off. Crazy. So.
1: So, like, what kind of things do you think have, like, because I can imagine being in a situation like that, right? You think that you, like, you need to perform in a high capacity now. So, like, what kind of things have you felt like that has affected your daily life, like, outside of actually working, you know? Because, like, I see you in the gym and, like, you don't do just normal workouts. You know, you're not just bench pressing and shit oh. like that. You're doing more, like, uh, functional kind of workouts and things that, like, really are, like, long-lasting. So, like, uh-huh. what kind of effects have you feel like that's made on your life?
0: Uh, it's definitely made me, definitely brought me to realize that I ain't shit. Um, I need to, you know, keep myself to a higher standard. I need to elevate myself, elevate my mindset. Trying to honestly trying to be one of the hardest working guys in the gym. Uh, I'm not going over there seeking attention. But I'm pretty sure I'm out there out sweating a bunch of foods, out working a bunch of foods. I'm not talking. I'm not chilling on my phone. Uh, all my workouts kind of pertain to work. Uh, tug like uh tire pulls. Um, back rows, just a lot of ab workouts. You see me doing the stuff. Yeah, it's stuff. consistent too. You're yeah. not taking long breaks and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I do the tabatas or I do the hits, so it's all constant. I do like five or six different workouts in like a minute each, and just keep my intensity high mm-hmm. uh, and just chase the pump pretty much. Uh, and just when I'm, you know, when I'm done, I could say that, hey, I literally got a sick workout. I yeah. did all I can. I'm like, I'm ready to go home. Not like, oh, I got some more time. Let me hit something else. Like, no, I'm beat. Let's get out of here.
1: Do you try to go do like hikes and stuff too, just to keep yourself prepared just in case? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to go on a bike ride this morning, huh. but I ended up running my errands instead. I probably might go on a bike ride after this. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I just want to keep stay consistent every day. Every day is an opportunity to at least better yourself better. somehow. Yeah, yeah, like yesterday, I went on a hike before work. Um, It was a nice hike. The day before that, we did a five-mile run. It was sick. The day before that, what did we do? Another sick hike, another mile hike or half a mile hike around there with our chainsaws and our packs. So it's about like, it's about 45 to 50 pounds. Uh, and it's just a solid hike all the way through. And I mean, if you're not really pushing yourself and you ain't really feeling the burn, then you're not really trying. Going hard yeah, enough. Yeah. Do you
1: feel like, too, like, since it is a life-risking kind of job that you're doing, like the need to be physically and like mentally capable is like even higher for you agreed i yeah. feel
0: i feel so i mean i didn't i didn't meet that uh, i've spoke to different people like hey you need to step it up hey you need to step it up mm-hmm. uh and like at that time i was just more like oh, nothing's gonna happen to us nothing's gonna happen to us we're always here we're always by the trucks that's that's not gonna happen to us mm-hmm. and just just learning more about all the past and all the history that happened to people where i was in those situations it's just like Ugh. like it could happen to us Mm -hmm. and you just gotta be like hey i gotta bring my a-game every day i gotta bring all i have to the table um and yeah i mean it's not acceptable did you Uh, feel
1: like it was a slow change or was it kind of just like a one day you were like i'm doing this and i am pushing myself but i'm not doing everything i could be doing
0: oh yeah it was it was a slow change my first two seasons i felt kind of sheltered my captains did a lot of our admin work we didn't do a whole lot of you know uh training lessons learned stuff learning about history we didn't really It was more like project work let's kind of just stay busy uh when i came to the to the where i work now on the Angeles, oh it was more like hey you're you're ready right you know how to hike right you could hike good fast long right you could run for a while right and it's just like you it's just like damn like no i can't it's like well you better better get Get to it it it. quick yeah Yeah. and like from there on i was like slowly making the change slowly trying to get better and better and better Uh, It wasn't until, like, maybe last season to where I kind of, like, clicked. I was like, you know Mm. what? Like, I'm tired of being in the back. I'm tired of being slow. I'm tired of being waited on. I'm tired of being like, hey, come on, come on. No, I was was done. This season now, I'm, you know, second or third guy, usually finishing, finishing hard, finishing with still some more energy after, like, hey, let's continue. Uh, Or once the workout's done, I'm beat. Give me a couple minutes. We'll get back to it. Mm. I'm tired of just, you know, tired of being a slug. Yeah. Uh, Just want more out of myself and out of life.
1: Do you feel like it kind of just like, like you, you're starting to push that shit more from yourself? Like, you want more, and like, cause, like, I fucking got lost right now. What I was gonna ask you, honestly, but like, uh, what I wanted to ask was more like, like, fuck, why do I have, just have a brain fart? God damn it. But like, when you're out there, right? Like, actually trying to do the work and everything and like get yourself together to go going, like, do you feel like you need to be, like, will you get let yourself get out of shape or are now is it kind of like a hotshot thing where like you have to have that same kind of discipline as them where you're working out consistently throughout the year so that you're ready, even more ready for the next season?
0: That's how I am now. Before it was yeah. like, oh, uh, I'm off. I'm laid off. My vacation, vacation yeah. mode, hardly go to the gym, you know, post up, get yeah. fat, go to the beach. This past season, this past off season, I was only off for I think like three months. Oh Yeah. Sure. Um, Every day I'm still working out. Every day I'll still hitting the gym. One guy told me, he told me he's like, hey, he just didn't mean he's like, hey, don't stop working out. Like messing around. And I took it, that took that serious. I yeah. didn't stop working out. I come back this season. I'm passing guys that are always that were I never passed before. Guys that were always ahead of me. Guys that were always like, hurry up, hurry up. Now I look back, I'm like, yo, this guy's on, this guy's not passing me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel good about it because because why? I kinda meet the expectation that i should have met a long time ago but i'm meeting it now and i just feel like like yo like this is it like i could do it now yeah yeah i should have been doing it but like yo like i'm up here with you i'm up here with you and i was never up here with you before at least you're fucking doing it now you know that's all that matters yeah rome shaving minutes off my time setting new prs yeah yeah and it's just cool i mean yeah it's nice there's guys coming back there's patrols talking to me. They're like, "Hey, like I heard you're kicking ass on these hikes. I hear you're here. I hear you. I hear you talking down. Not talking down, but uh, uh barking at so and so, telling them to hurry up. I remember when they were telling you hurry up. I was <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man. It's things are changing, man.' And they're like, like, yeah, what's up? About time. That's that's what I like to see.' And it's just How, like, how's man. your diet and stuff? Uh, still kind of crap. Um, uh, I just I'm more self-conscious about what I eat now. You just
1: think about it more too. I'm yeah. sure now, right?
0: Yeah, I rarely eat fast food. I rarely go out and eat. Uh, if I do, it's maybe, maybe I think I bought fries from Carlos jr. Like a month ago before mm. that I haven't had in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. And I just like, at last I was like, man, I haven't been here in a while. And it's just like, I felt like, okay. But after that I went yeah. to the gym and I was like, okay, I need to burn those fries. It off. It out, yeah. but, uh, I, I fast. That's kind of my part of my diet. Like, like a, so much a diet, intermittent fasting. Intermittent or fasting. Like... Yeah. Uh, uh, my normal work day, doesn't start till I eat lunch. So around one o'clock is when we start, um, eating lunch, so, eat from anywhere between one till eight o'clock, eight, nine o'clock, and then after eight, nine o'clock, I don't start eating again till uh, one o'clock the next day, so I have a 16-hour window when I'm not eating and then yeah. an eight-hour window when I am eating.
1: What's like your staples, like stuff that you really like to go to, you know, that you think is like fairly healthy or even if you just <sighs> want to like get loose, you know, and eat some shit?
0: I mean, I always like buffalo wings. I love buffalo, oh my buffalo God, wings. Buffalo wings and dude, steak that's fries my weakness, my deems, bro. dude. Yeah, yeah, that. But I mean, I love I love guac, I love avocado, uh-huh. uh, pita bread. Uh, I like to keep things simple and light. But I just eat a lot of it sometimes. Uh, protein shakes. Try to hit a protein shake three times a day. Uh, I don't eat a lot because of that. I because I fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not over there eating like like ten ounces, twenty ounces of chicken every meal. Rice. No, I hit my I hit my protein. I try to hit my protein every day. But uh, I'm not like big meals, big meals, big meals. No, it's small meal, small meal, small meal. Uh, And just try to stay consistent with it and just try not to overeat. Uh, The way I see it is I eat three times a day. I should work out at least two times a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of stay by that. Do you try time. to keep that? Like two oh, day, yeah. two
1: times a day kind of thing? Oh, yeah. How long are your workouts? Like how long are you going for too?
0: It always depends on how I feel. But usually my workouts are anywhere between 45 minutes to two hours.
1: Oh, that's good though. You're going uh, off how you feel and stuff. like. You're, yeah, yeah. Do you well, do anything like track yourself or anything like that? Like how uh, I'm doing with this?
0: Yeah, my Garmin. Uh, it's connected to my Relive and connected to my Strava. Uh, I have a gang of just different. What is that? This is just my Garmin watch. Uh Garmin's the brand, but it's just it's just another watch that has a lot of different things. Uh, it tracks your heart rate, uh, your temperature outside, stopwatch, uh, sunrise, sunset type of stuff, uh, degrees bearing, your um, northeast, south, and west aspects that you're facing, uh, your elevation, just a number of things. But what it really does is it tracks it and then it connects it to my phone, mm. uh, and then it tells you certain you know where you're peaking, where you did really well, where you could where you slowed down. Your fastest uh, mile, uh, it's just things to just kind of benchmark and then work on benchmark and work on. So mm. kind of just
1: so that you see the data in front of you and everything. Basically,
0: see the data in front of you and it sees like, oh, this month you did, you know, forty miles this whole month, but last month you only did, you know, thirty. You're you're up five, and then mm. like, oh, for this day, uh, five days in a row you've done five miles, and it's just like it just tracks it tracks a lot of small things, but also tracks your big things.
1: Do you feel like you need? to kind of track, to stay on track of things or like uh, not necessarily in a way because you're, you're already kind of like fixed on that mentally?
0: Uh, I like to look back at it. So uh, just be like, man, two months ago, I wasn't doing this well. Two yeah. months before that, I wasn't doing nearly as well. Um, But I like looking back at the workouts, like Relive kind of gives you a 3D uh, video and it's like hey i remember running this exact oh route. yeah
1: is that the thing with the the trail like you sh- it shows your yeah. whole trail that you. yeah walk yeah 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 that so, one that one i like that one's just, cool because you can physically see it and when like you put it sometimes i'm like as far
0: as fuck
1: <laughs> like holy shit yeah and it's bro. not even like a straight walk to you're going up a mountain and like it going shows down the elevation a and yeah it
0: shows the height it's like literally a
1: 3d fucking print of it on the floor right
0: right it's sick it's sick it has your little marker and you run around this way yeah yeah yeah. it's cool once you go on hikes it lets you relive the hike that you were just on and it's Mm. it's cool i like it i've had it for some time but uh there's guys that do some 20 mile runs and you should see theirs theirs are long it's just like wow (laughs) like it's it's really cool but uh yeah i mean all the time we're always on our pts we're always uh all right everybody's timers up all right go boom and we're all timing and it's usually the first guy up there and he's like, all right, yours is 17. This yours is 16. This, and you click yours too, and you're like, oh, I got this time. But everybody's kind of keeping each other on point. Like, oh, it weren't wasn't your time 18 last time? Are you getting 18:30 this time? What's going on? What's going like, on? Why are you getting slower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's times where like, oh, what? You got like 17:47 today. You were 19 yeah. last week, dude. Yeah, that's so. That's
1: why I got the whoop. Like, I'm not saying it's like all that crazy like this, but um, basically- the whoop is cool too because it gives you like your recovery and like how you're supposed to like how you should be recovering how much strain you should put in a day you know Uh uh-huh and so like using that data just helps me more like all right like i'm actually ready or like say i drink one night right and then i see the next day my recovery is shit you know and i'm like oh wow like my sleep is shit it's really cool because like you'll see the app right and like The way they split everything up is into four sections. So it's your overview. You have the strain, recovery, and sleep. So like right here, it'll show you like I want to go on a run earlier. And it just like 8.4 strain. And I didn't even input it that I ran. It just detected that my heart rate was going up and that the movement. So it knew I was running. You know what I mean? And so like some days too, like the other day I did a jujitsu. And I had a fifteen point eight in jujitsu, like just the class itself, because it was like a high strain intensity. On your body or just like just the like it's, the, it's your- more like the strength, because it it um it tracks your heart rate and everything too. So it sees the peaks of your heart rate and how okay. long you're going into that peak for. And so then when you start to see like if you're getting more well conditioned, you'll see the valleys are much lower or are much more consistent, right? So, like, oh. you're going up, but then the valleys are consistent and the uh-huh. highs are consistent. Okay. So then you start to see, like, oh, my body's recovering well. I'm uh-huh. doing well, you know? And there's days, too, where I'm like, yeah, because, like, I have these cycles, right, where I do really good, and then other times where I'm just, like, complete shit, let myself go kind of thing, you know? Yeah, same. And it shows me so heavily on here that I'm, like, wow, I need to get my shit together, you know, and, like, get yeah. back, back to recovering. And, like, sometimes I can even see on the weekends, since I, like, hang out more and just, like, kind of bullshit. Slow down, yeah. It goes down, and then, like, my recovery, all that stuff goes down, but then during the week, it's up again because I'm, up. like, taking That's... care of myself, you know? Good. So, it's, like, a good gauge of everything to, like, kind of get myself going and shit. Good. Yeah. See, yeah,
0: this kind of basically tells, that, tells me the same thing Stress level, uh, your heart rate, how you're doing. Uh, your let me, see, let me see, if I can find it. Where is it at? So much stuff. Uh, your calories, your steps. There you go. Last sport, it'll tell you. Your, you know, your last sport, your time and your pace. Where is it at? Okay. Uh, training dope. status. Right now, currently, because it before it was always in maintain, maintain, maintain. Now I'm in recovery. We go over. It'll tell you your your VO2 max, uh, recovery hours uh training load in the last seven days it's 177 so it's optimal it just tells me a bunch of stuff dude some stuff i don't even know yet but yeah, yeah. Shit. It's so <laughs> time, dude i'm like what the fuck because it tells me uh yeah, my sleep
1: fun. too so like it'll tell me how much i slept how much of that was like rem sleep so like deep sleep
0: oh mine and it tell tells me, me
1: the disturbances too so like how many times i got disturbed throughout the night like me getting up and then like some days, if I don't smoke at night, say I sleep better and shit like that, you oh, know, or if okay. I don't have a drink at night, Damn. some shit. like it tells me all those like data and it's pretty cool the way they structure it all out. So like if I go to sleep, for example, Which it tells me one? this is the whoop. The whoop. It's okay, I chill, bro. Honestly, if you want to use my code thing, you get a free month. I get a free month and you only have to pay like nine dollars for cool. the shipping and they ship you the band and the actual whoop itself, and then I think they give you another band for free, like another one of these for okay. free. This is the old one. I have the other one over there, but the n- newer one's cool too because you can slip it into an armband, for example. I use it during jujitsu, so it's like okay. a band that goes from here to here. I slip it in there, and then this way I don't have to wear the watch in jujitsu, you know, because like okay, that's rubbing in this too. would be yeah. terrible and shit. So uh-huh. like having it on here is a cool way to track it and everything. Nice. And then it just tells me sleep or overview and all that. It's like, all right, cool. I get to like... Actually, have physical data it's on in this, your, you know? Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I was wondering too. Like, see. so you, you've been seeing the recovery, right? Or like, you see your progress and how yeah. you're feeling and how you're actually performing. Like, do you feel it a lot too? Like, are you been have you been feeling so much better ever since you've been focused on it more too? Oh, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Uh, where it's just like, whoa! Like, like I could go for another mile. I could go for another, another more two more sets or something. To where it's mm-hmm. just like, yo! Like I was never always like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hikes. But like the one thing that would hold me back was just my, my cardio was just like, I'd be dying on the hike, but now it's just like, I get up there, my uh, recovery heart rate, my recovery heart rate, the minute, like at 53 60s and it's just like before it was only like at 20s and 30s which Mm. i did all the research and that's poor yeah uh you want a really good recovery heart rate within a minute Mm -hmm. within the minute i'm like i feel good like it's just like wow i was how you know your cardio is getting better yeah yeah and it comes back down to those workouts that i would do and it was just on to the next one on to the next one on to the next one maybe 10 second break in between another set but just go 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 and uh I don't know. I feel like it's all paying off. Yeah. Dude. Uh,
1: so uh, one like, final question, pretty much like, like, do you see yourself doing this for a long time or like in the future? Like, do you see yourself maybe trying to transition to being just like a regular firefighter? Cause I'm like, this is a big toll on your body too. I'm sure. Right. Where you're like, I like, it, I don't know how you look at it. So like, I'd like to see, you know, like what you think.
0: Uh-huh. Well, um, that's a good question. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I've always seen myself being a firefighter. This is, uh, I never saw myself doing. I didn't learn about it until I was older. Uh, I plan to do this for a little while longer, mm. five more years, six more years. But after that, I mean, I want to go municipal. Um, my dad and my mom did what they loved and never regretted it. So I want to do what I love, and I'll, I mm. plan to do that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to negotiate. I'm not going to settle for less. So that's what I plan to do is become a municipal a city firefighter because that's what I've always seen myself doing yeah. Fuck
1: yeah I'm fucking I'm fucking expired if you guys aren't oh, inspired bro. from this shit oh, goddamn, bro. get on yeah, shit bro. with my boy dude if you guys wanna be a fucking firefighter learn some shit from this man out right here bro honestly dude I like I really wanted you on the podcast for quite I some time wanted to be here, dude, bro. I've been trying to cool. tell you too like you're doing cool shit like this this is the kind of stuff that like I really like like I get overwhelmed with this you know like cause I like I love seeing people do stuff especially when it's something even like physical and like mental too that you have to like Keep yourself hard, you know, because, like, you can't necessarily let yourself slip up all throughout the year and just get into, like, some binges or anything like that. You have to stay on point and kind of, like, keep pushing forward, you know, and, like, the goal is, like, improving your life, you know? So that's why I've been so interested in having you on, dude. I once want to say, like, thank you for coming through, bro. I sincerely appreciate you, you, dude. If you have anything you want to shout out, this is the time. This camera,
0: yeah. What do I want to say? Damn, I don't even no know. No pressure. <laughs> shout out your work. Nah.
1: You know, shout out the crew. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck these guys. Nah. <laughs> those
0: guys are all top dogs. They don't need to be shouted out. Just <laughs> You're destined for greatness. You got to start acting like it.
1: Hell yeah. And with that, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Peace, thank you Alexis for fucking holding down the ones and twos. So thank you again Steven, I appreciate you, bro. Yo, mm-hmm. so thank you guys for listening.
0: he's got To get some crazy stories to get up off of the chest. Now best believe he's smoking the best ses. He's knocking on the door something great with the best spot. Charismatic, he's a UFC fanatic. He's got the world upside of a chokehold. So sit back and watch it unfold. The story's untold. My homie's in the zone, he's in the bag of style, bender of the microphone. Building something special that's homegrown and genuine what a trip is one of a kind you better catch up or get left behind you're going up against a mastermind with the worth ethic that makes the competition the pathetic he's number one and don't forget it because it's for the trip it's for the trip it's for the trip it's for the trip